Man, I feel like that's the reason we uh, have the platform and the, and the resources that we do um, is to be able to impact others and touch people's lives in any way possible. Um, so even if it's just to be able to come and talk to the kids, you know, and just tell them they did a good job or anything, um, I feel like it goes a long way. It's Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 on Unnecessary Roughness. And Paloma Villacana joins us now as we kick off hour number three of the show right before... You heard the nice little announcement of Paloma joining the show. You heard Josh Jacobs from his camp that he had yesterday. And as Paloma pointed out on her tweet, she said, got to respect Josh Jacobs flying into Vegas today, coming straight off a plane and straight to Sierra Vista High School to host a free camp with 250 kids. Says a lot about who he is and how much he loves Las Vegas. And Paloma joins us now on the phone lines. Paloma, thanks so much for your time. And what, what did that mean to Josh? You sat down and talked to him to come off the plane, go straight to the camp, be there with 250-plus kids and hold this free camp what did that mean to him yeah well we haven't seen josh jacobs this off season um you know at all so for him to be here in las vegas um huge smile you know this is what he loves coming from tulsa oklahoma um you know and, and growing up the way he did um with his dad raising him on their own and, and his siblings you know it, it means a lot to him to give back to all the kids and um, you know, the fact that he's out there warming up with them, running with them, um, you know, throwing the ball, it's just it's just awesome to see uh, just how humble he is, you know. It's it's so funny. I've, I've known Josh for so long now, um, and, you know, coming off a career season and, um, you know, all the numbers that he's put up, he's still so approachable and so nice. And, you know, if you're a kid on the street and you, you want to go say hi to him, like, he will say hi to you. Um, you know, and talk to you, which which is huge. So um, an awesome day at Sierra Vista High School. It was um, a ton of local coaches from Sierra Vista. So, so for Josh to, you know, interact with the community, be with the community, um, I think this was his third camp here in Vegas. So um, a lot of the same kids returning uh, to his camp. So other than it being 115 degrees, <laughs> um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun at his camp. Yeah, I have no doubt. And, you know, the thing about it is he had a camp that was scheduled for earlier this offseason, and he wasn't able to make it, so they canceled it. And a lot of people thought, oh, he's just going to forget about it. But, Paloma, that was a big deal that he didn't forget about it. He made sure it got rescheduled, and he made sure that he did everything he could in his ability to be there as he was yesterday. Again, kind of to your tweet, shows you about the man who Josh Jacobs really is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he cares about Las Vegas a lot, and he cares about our community, and – um, you know, for him to reschedule this camp and a completely free camp, uh, 250 local kids. Um, and it was great because I feel like, you know, being in this community, um, I'm able to recognize a lot of the kids just being with UNLV and, and on our, our tight football community. Um, you know, not only did it mean a lot to the kids, but of course it meant a lot to the parents and the coaches um, who get to interact with Josh. And, um, you know, for him to, to be in front of, our youth and to, to our youth being able to talk to him, get to pick his brain. Um, you know, I sat down with him saying, you know, what would you tell these, these high schoolers, middle school, um, you know, youth kids on how to have a successful NFL career? And he jokingly told me, you know, play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, um, you know, not a, bad, not a bad idea to play quarterback. But, um, uh, no, he's he's super humble, and um, you know the the game is is always changing, and it's so competitive. 
Um, but good thing we live here in Las Vegas where there are so many resources and you have Josh Jacobs where you can send uh, your kids to, you know, Devontae Adams, he's put on a camp too. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to be a football player here in Las Vegas and grow up here uh, at this time, you know, it's huge. It's huge for our local youth. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it meant a lot for Josh to fly in, host this free camp, um, you know, show, show the community um, that he does want to be a Raider and he does want to play for the Silver and Black and he does want a future with the Raiders. Right. There's no doubt. And you mentioned the future on one of your tweets. You said, I'm told by a source close to him that if a deal is not made between the Raiders and Josh Jacobs on Monday at 1, he will not be showing up for training camp. And I'll tell you one thing, Paloma, that's caught so much fire. I mean, you're you're all, you're national. I, t- I keep telling you that you're going to be big. Now you're <laughs> national with that tweet because it has caught fire from everybody. And, I mean, I think that that's really the obvious, that, hey, if it's, a deal's not done, it's going to be down to a one-year $10 million fully guaranteed or, or basically not play. You know, I mean, you mentioned it. Josh wants to be a Raider. How close do you think this is going to come down to that 1 p.m. deadline to get this deal done? Well, he, when he didn't show up for OTAs, and not a big deal. I mean, it's OTAs. He, he's done it in the past where he trains, um, you know, back at home or he's training with um, guys, you know, from Alabama and everything. Um, but, you know, you know, Q, I assumed, I assumed that he wasn't going to show up for training camp if a deal was not done. I just needed to confirm right. uh, that you know that he wasn't going to show up for training camp. I mean, that's the kind of guy Josh is, you know. I mean, um, heck, you're you're the back in the NFL. You you led the the league in rushing yards last season. Uh, you know, you broke Raiders franchise records last season. Did we lose her? Are we? we lost her. Would have won. Oh, there six. she is. No, no, she's back. All right. Try to try to reconnect with her real quick, Ari. Try that's she's getting to some really good stuff. I don't want to miss it. <laughs> try try to reconnect. I wanna I wanna hear what she was saying. She was talking about breaking franchise records. I want to make sure that the connection is really good. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with Paloma right there where she's mentioned that you know she kind of felt like Josh Jacobs wouldn't show up if they didn't get a deal done for training camp. But as she mentioned, she wanted to confirm it. And Paloma's back with us now. Go ahead, Paloma. Sorry, we lost you for a minute. Yeah, I was just saying, um, you know how that just who I think Josh Jacobs is, you know, I mean, he's one of the hardest working guys I know, um, you know, since he was a kid, you know, and um, he's so incredibly talented. I mean, we saw what he did um, in Alabama. We saw, we've seen what he's done with the silver and black last year, putting up a career season. And, um, you know, I was just going to say, there's no way the Raiders would have won six games last season um, if it wasn't for him. So um, if you look at the future of, of this roster and you look at this, the glue of this team. I mean, you got to put Josh Jacobs in there. So, you know, so I, I, uh, to me, I hope everything works out. You know, I hope they get a deal done. That's my opinion. You know, I hope, I hope everything works out for Josh because um, he's a stud and he told me that he feels great. He feels great. Um, He's got no nicks or bruises or dings or nothing. He feels good. He's had a good off season um, and he's ready to roll. Do you think that if he doesn't show up for training camp, do you think he'd be available for week one? I can't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't say anything because I I don't know. You know, I'm not. It's it's it's. We have a couple days to find out what's going to happen. And you know, it's just kind of a day by day thing of what the Raiders want to do, and it's it's up to Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler and 
what they want to do um, with the future of, of Josh Jacobs. And um, if both sides can come to an agreement and work it out, then great. And right. that's what Raider Nation would hope to see. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Raider Nation is pulling for Josh Jacobs. And, again, we're talking with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. Everyone's pulling for him. And for every reason that you mentioned earlier, just the way that he came up, the hard worker that he is, the way that he's represented the Raiders so well since he's been in the league, I mean, he's the kind of guy that you want to root for. So you want to get it done. I'll never uh, count a guy's pockets. I'll never, you know, discourage him from getting the most money possible because this is a game where you're one play away. So I want all these guys to get the yep. most money possible. And I know that he you know, needs to do the same thing for him and, and his family and whatever he feels he needs to do. Do you, think that, do you think that these guys may be a little closer than they were even, say, a week ago? Yeah, I mean, when, when it comes to the deadline, you know, you hope that something gets done uh, soon. You know, right. you hope that something gets done soon. But, um, you know, I – Q, I wish I knew how NFL contracts were, you know, <laughs> right. written out and everything. But, um, uh, you know, when you have a guy like, I mean, this isn't, you know, some third, fourth rounder, you know, some guy that, you know, you picked up. This is Josh Jacobs. I mean, this is the Raiders' first round draft pick. Right. Um, you know, this is the NFL's, um, you know, rushing leader in, in 2022. And, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot on, on his, his resume. So I, I, I hope something gets done soon. Um, and, and we'll see day by day. I'm, you know, waiting to see what happens with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you think of this Raiders roster and you think of Devonte Adams and, and, and the weapons that they have on offense, um, you know, Josh Jacobs plays a huge role in that. And mm-hmm. you know, the only thing that pops into my mind is, um, you know, his walk-off touchdown, you know, yep. the 86-yard touchdown. That was, like, it was like one of the best plays ever in, in, in the NFL history. So when you think of guys who are playmakers like Josh Jacobs, it's like, like man, how do you not sign the guy? You know what I mean? So right. we'll, we'll see what happens. Come Monday yeah. at 1 p.m. Pacific time. There's no doubt. I think all of Raider Nation, I know I'm paying attention to that date and that time just to see how it all shakes out. Again, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness. One more thing on Josh Jacobs. I mean, the guy's also the identity of the Raiders, right? I mean, he, he was the identity in 2022. Devontae Adams had a phenomenal season, but the Raiders weren't the Raiders until they established who, who their identity was, and it all went through 28. He'll be eight this year, but it went through 28. Yeah. Last year, yep. Josh Jacobs. So, I mean, there's something to that, Paloma. He was also the, the vocal leader as well in the locker room following tough losses, yep. toughing, uh, following wins. He's just been that guy every single day. Yeah, and I know he's super tight with everyone on the team. I mean, this will be his fifth year uh, with the Raiders. So, I know he's super tight with Devontae. He's super tight um, with Max Crosby and the whole team, you know. Um, so, you know, for him to – you know, get there as early as he can. You know, you want to see him at training camp. You want to see him build that chemistry with Garoppolo. You know, you want to see, um, you know, the the best running back in the NFL, you know, start start working, you know, with the Raiders. Um, so the sooner they can get this deal done, I think the better for the Raiders. I agree 100%. I also wanted to ask you about the Aces. They just beat up on the Sparks yesterday in L.A. Now it's the All-Star break, and the All-Star game is going to be played uh, in in Vegas on Saturday. Excited about that. What did you think of the first half from the Aces? They only lost two games, but just as far as them as a team coming together, what did did you see from those guys, or those young ladies, I should say? They've played a million games in, like, one week. So, (laughs) um, you know, and it's always so funny, you know, the college basketball schedule is just so much different 
Uh, you know, the Run and Rebels play maybe like twice a week. Man, I feel like the Aces play like every other day. Um, so the WNBA schedule is, is grueling for sure. I mean, they had they flew out to L.A. right before, uh, you know, the All-Star weekend. And sometimes they're playing, you know, four games on the road across the country. So, um, you know, their, their schedule has been kind of wacky. But the Aces, man, they, they just. Uh, we're watching history. I mean, talking to anyone who plays in the WNBA or who has played or, you know, especially now with Summer League here this week, I've talked to so many people in the NBA, uh, and they're all saying this is the best, this is the best WNBA team we've ever seen. Um, So, you know, how lucky are we in Las Vegas to have the Golden Knights, um, you know, to, to have the Aces, and, you know, we're witnessing history with the Aces, and uh, they're here in our backyard, and now we're about to have the All-Star Game where, you know, we have the best athletes in the world uh, come in for the skills competition and the All-Star Game, the orange carpet, the whole shebang. Um, one thing, Q, is, man, does Vegas know how to do these sports events and, you know, put on a big show um, with the NFL Draft and with Summer League and the All-Star Game, and I'm looking forward to Formula One and the Super Bowl, but... Um, you know, Adam Silver said, you know, uh, Vegas knows how to do this. And I'm super pumped <laughs> right. for everything coming here to the city and um, for the tourism and the economy and everything that, that is a result of all these, these big events happening here in Vegas. So um, I hope the Aces keep rolling. I know LeBron James shouted out Asia Wilson last yep. night um, at the ESPYs. And, you know, that's huge. You know, that's so big. So, um, super excited and proud of the Aces. It's an honor to get to work with them every day. And, you know, when I'm at the grocery store or wherever I am, you know, people come up to me and say, man, you know, great job with the Aces. I'm going to go to a game. I'm going to take my daughter to a game. I'm going to take my kids to a game. Um, and, you know, that just that means a lot. So I'm, I'm super pumped for them and ready for this weekend, really. Yeah, I am too. And I wanted to ask you about this weekend with the All-Star game going on and all, obviously the All-Stars are going to be here in town. How many of them do you think is going to have an opportunity to check out not only the environment that is a WNBA game being played here in Vegas, but maybe even check out the facilities and go back to their teams and say, hey, wait, our teams need to step up our game and, and have something like this, what the Aces have there in Vegas. You think there's a chance that they get to show that facility off a little bit? Yeah, I think Kelsey Plum also tweeted last night, you know, she she thinks every WNBA player should receive a ticket to the All-Star game, which is mm-hmm. a no-brainer. Um, my thoughts, Q, I'm like, how is the WNBA still, like, behind on, on things? You know, the Aces right. came out with an app, um, and the app is awesome. You know, you get your ticket on there. You, you look at live stats. I was checking it out during the game. You know, you get live stats and highlights as the game is going on. Um, so they got an app, they got their facility, um, they're about to roll out the orange carpet, um, and I was talking to the Aces, because the team actually is planning All-Star Weekend, so shout out to the Aces, planning the entire All-Star Weekend and all of the events, um, are being planned by the Aces, so that's incredible to see, um, but yeah, they are leading the way, and, you know, they're leading the way with their facility, and we've heard from Kelsey Plum say, you know, what a huge difference it is this season to yeah. be in the gym every day, to, to have the recoveries that they have, to have a trainer, to have a strength coach. Um, you know, when you, when you give athletes all that, you know, <laughs> they can have a successful, a successful season. So 
um, yeah, they are they they are paving the way for not only basketball, but how women athletes um, should be treated and the resources they should be given. And um, you know, when you give them that, you know, success will happen. So Mark Davis is doing big things with uh, the Aces and. Super excited to see how the WNBA will follow what the Aces are doing. Yeah, he's raised the bar. He really has. MD has put the Aces in a position to, to have their own facilities, be successful. You see the success they're having on the court, but also be comfortable off the court with their own practice facilities, locker rooms, recovery, film room. I mean, everything. And now the rest of the ownership when it comes to WNBA needs to look around and say, yeah, uh, we better step our game up as yeah. well well great stuff as always paloma it's great to catch up with you great stuff with josh jacobs again it's catching uh catching fire everywhere i know you're getting <laughs> retweeted you're getting you know your name yeah. on plenty of different tweets and different articles that i've been reading so great job with that what else are you working on that we should be on the lookout for yeah i mean all star all star weekends here so you know i'll be i'll be full in with uh the wnba and then football super excited to catch up with barry odom um and that was one thing i heard at josh jacobs camp is that um, you know, the Sierra Vista high school coaches were really excited to see what Barry Odom does with UNLV football. And, um, you know, the, the coaches were telling me, you know, their guys, their, their football players want to stay here in Vegas and, and want to be a part of this, uh, this culture, this sports city. And, you know, if Barry Odom can, um, you know, produce winning seasons, you know, I think he can get a lot of local guys to stay here in Vegas, which is huge. Um, and that's the whole goal for Barry Odom, to recruit locally, to keep local talent here, because we know that Vegas has great local football and basketball talent. Um, and for Lindy LaRock and Kevin Kruger and Barry Odom to go get our local kids, um, you know, that's what they're hoping for. Yeah, there's no doubt. If you can get the kids, the local kids, to at least to want to be here and stay here in town, that's a step in the right direction when it comes to recruiting. Yep. Then you can get the out-of-towners and the, the big stars and all that other as well. But, uh, yeah, you, it always starts with your base, which is here at home. Well, Paloma, great stuff as always. We definitely appreciate you. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. Keep up the great work, Thank and we'll you. talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Q. See ya. See ya. There she goes, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, on Twitter at Paloma Fox 5 News. And I'm telling you right now, uh, every, every time I see a tweet about Josh Jacobs, her name is attached to it. Just by the simple tweet that she put out last night uh, talking about a, a source close to Josh. <laughs> I thought that that was uh, funny when she said that. I'm told by a source close to him that if a deal is not made between the Raiders and Josh Jacobs on Monday at 1 p.m., he will not be showing up for training camp and uh, you know I'm sure that they had conversations she's not going to uh, reveal private conversations that he had with her but please believe that you know they're, they're really close she's known him for a long time and so uh, just kind of you know know, knowing the landscape and understanding what's going on you know the deal's got to get done by by Monday at one and we'll see what happens after that I know I'll be paying attention I know we'll all be paying attention here on Red Nation Radio 920. 419 is the time before we take a break. Raj hit us up on Twitter and said, Q, you think Josh Jacobs has the same motivation to be better every year like Max Crosby does, or do you think Jacobs is looking to get his money now to make sure he is set a while he's while he's still young? I think he deserves to be paid, but not unreasonable numbers. Thank you, Q. That's from Raj. And uh, from what I know from Josh Jacobs, and look, I know it was a contract year last year, um, but I just, for the way I, I know him, and I don't know him as well as Paloma does, but just from the conversations I've had and from what I've been able to see from a distance and up close to personal, that dude is always striving to get better. That dude wants to be the best, right? And, and he's also, 
He's, he's smart enough to know that his career has a shelf life on it, especially as a running back, so he wants to maximize that. There's no doubt about it, but he does want to be great and you know, picks the brains of the greats. Like Marcus Allen has a really good relationship with Marcus Allen uh, that helps him teach, you know, learn the game a little bit more. And I mentioned that when it came to basketball earlier about knowing the history of the game. Well, Josh Jacobs is not one of those that doesn't w- want to hear from you know, the greats like the Marcus Allens. And you know, there's been times when the Raiders have had players like a Jonathan Abram, I'm not trying to poo-poo on Jonathan Abram, but there was a time when C. Wood said, hey, you know, I'd love to talk to, to Jonathan Abram about, you know, about the game, about playing the position, and about being a Raider, this, that, and the other. And, you know, Abram never reached out to him. He never embraced that, never wanted to really, you know, reach out and, and, and pick the brain of, of one of the greatest that, that, that did the game and played the game in Charles Woodson. So Josh Jacobs is not that guy. He just knows that his shelf life as a running back is not the same as, you know, maybe a defensive end or a wide receiver or, of course, a quarterback. 420 is the time. We'll come back, uh, get to your calls, get to your text, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign is 69187, keyword R&R. Don't forget, coming up at 430, Jennifer Mercedes, a producer and host of La Vida Baseball, will join the show to talk about the All-Star break, the Home Run Derby, and the All-Star game, and the second half of the season. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. He was knew he sixteen million wasn't an option, so I, I doubt that that ever happened because I I had that conversation with him. I was like, what four, you know, what what would, number would make you happy? Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and he made it pretty clear to me with his face at the time that yeah, fourteen would be more than fine for him. Like he knew that if he got fourteen, that'd be pretty good. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. ESPN's Giants insider Jordan Ronan right there talking about Saquon Barkley, who's also holding the franchise tag, who also is set to make $10 million if he can't get a long-term deal done by 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, similar to Josh Jacobs. And you heard Jordan talking about a number that might be something that he's looking at, and there's reports out there about $16 million a year and Saquon has denied that saying that that's not what he's looking for and that's unrealistic I mean it just it just is and maybe it's unrealistic in an unfair way but just the way that the running backs are, are looked at now uh, I don't see anybody giving 16 million dollars a year to any running back these days I just I don't see that happening uh, I'm interested as we talked to Paloma Villacana in the last Brock and the last segment and she was out at Josh Jacobs camp he had a camp for 250 plus kids yesterday flew in uh, and got off the airplane and went immediately over to Sierra Vista High School and held this camp. So the good thing when you're looking at Josh Jacobs and the contract situation and knowing that the deadline's coming up on Monday at 1 p.m. to get that long-term deal done, I think a step in the right direction is the fact that he's in town, right? I mean, the, and that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean it's going to get done, but that means that if, hey, look, we need you to come to the facility, we need to, uh, you know, sit down and talk, and we need to all, you know, crunch these numbers or whatever he's available now I know that the agent is going to do the heavy lifting of that but at some point they might need to all sit down and have a conversation I mean I'm not in the room I'm not a fly on the wall for for any of the negotiations but you just never know him being in town makes it easy to call call him up and say okay hey here it is we got it let's make it happen him go over and sign it and then the Raiders say hey we got a press conference for Josh Jacobs we're getting this deal done that's the best-case scenario is that that's how it shakes out. Worst-case scenario is it doesn't happen by 1 o'clock, and that, that deadline passes, and he's got one option. He's got two options, right? He can play. He can sign it, play on the $10 million tag, and 
worry about the contract next year, or he could sit out until he decides that he's ready to show up. And, you know, when, when Paloma put out the tweet that a source close to Josh says that he won't show up for training camp, it's not really a surprise. It's not a, a, a shock, right? And, and there's so much misconception out there. So many people see that and, and hear that and say, oh, well, he's going to get fined. He's going to show up. No, he's not. He has no contract. He's not going to get signed. He's not going to get fined. There is no fine if he hasn't signed a deal. So he could literally sit out until he doesn't want to sit out anymore. I asked Paloma if he doesn't go to training camp, would he be ready for week one? She was very hesitant to answer. She said, I, I, I don't know. I can't say. I'm sure that she had those conversations with Josh. But as, as a friend, not a reporter, you know, those are conversations that they have off the record. And I can respect that. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a body language guy. I'm a, I'm a, you know, sound when someone answers type guy. And to me, it sounds like those conversations probably were had. And I think it would be silly not to show up and play for the $10 million. I don't see anyone getting that back. I mean, I just don't. We've seen how it is when running backs decide that they're going to sit out, or really players in general sit out. Just sit out a whole year and try to dip back into it and, and go and get go and get my money. Either way, if he were to sit out a whole year, guess who still has his rights? The Raiders, <laughs> right? And so they can still place a tag on him if they want to. The only problem is he's a year removed and $10 million less. So there's, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this. I'm sure a Raider Nation, I know I personally hope that it gets worked out. I hope that something comes together before that 1 p.m. D- deadline. But uh, as I've mentioned before, and I'll say it a million times, I'm never going to begrudge any player in the NFL that's trying to get the most money they possibly can get. I would never, ever say anything bad about that. And, and look, there's some players that I could remember that almost every single year it seemed like they needed a contract extension, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh, this person's not happy with their contract. Now, that's not the case here, right? It's like every year after they, they put a season in, all right, well – this person wants their contract reworked. Look, look, dude, you just got a contract extension a year ago. Like, you can't go and re- rework it every single year. If you're going to do that, you might as well just sign a bunch of one-year deals, <laughs> right, and, and continue to do that. There's certain guys that do that. I'm not okay with that. I think that that's a problem. But, I mean, look, the Raiders chose not to pick up his fifth-year option, so that made him a free agent a year earlier. He went out and balled out, and now they're in a situation where they put the franchise tag on him. They got to figure it out. And he's got to figure out what he wants. And at some point, I'm sure the two will meet in the middle. Will it be quick enough to get it done by that 1 p.m. deadline on, uh, on Monday? Who knows? We'll find out, though, sooner rather than later, as it's the 13th right now. We'll go flying through the weekend. And before you know it, it'll be Monday, and we'll be looking at the clock. By the time this show airs on Monday, we'll know one way or the other. Let's put it like that. <laughs> by the time I come on on Monday and say, welcome in, welcome back. <laughs> All right, we'll know exactly what happened with Josh Jacobs. I mean, think about that. We have one more show left. That's it. One more show before we know what's going on with Josh Jacobs and his contract. I'm just traumatized from so many shows where the news somehow breaks like at the worst possible time. So I feel like they're going to somehow extend it to like 159. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right before we go live, nah. Well, nah, I'll say this. To get the answer, though. Man, as a greedy guy that wants – breaking news that happened around the time of my show at all times. When I was in Central Texas and we were on, what time did we go on? We went on at 11 a.m. We were at 11 a.m. to 2. It would always happen at about 2.59 Central Time. 
That's when the news would happen, right when we're about to say bye. Yep. And the, the next show is about to come on uh, with my boss, David Smoke. It was uh, called You Make the Call. Right when we were basically saying bye, it's like, oh, this breaking news. Oh, we'll talk to you later. You make the calls up next. It used to drive me nuts. Yep. We had uh, a couple weeks ago when Riley Smith was traded. Yeah. Barbashev on VGK was a bit, another big signing. And then there was something, I forget, something else, pretty big news. It was like it all happened like 20 minutes right before the show. So it was like throw out the rundown. Right. Stuff like that seems to always. So, But you're right. It is good to have. It's good to have that stuff. To- and I'll say this. i rather breaking news happen right before the show then than I- right at the end. Because yeah. I can I could put together a show and all of a sudden, well, that's out the window because this has just happened. And now it's going to be, you know, everything's got to change. I'd rather do that than have to all of a sudden go through the whole show and the <laughs> biggest news ever breaks right at the end. And then, yep. you know, especially with this show, since this show is the last local show for, for the station, right? And then, you know, at 5 o'clock, it's, it's see you till tomorrow. So, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the worst-case scenario. If something breaks at, like, 445 or 450, I've been tempted. I haven't done it before because, well, we all have bosses. I've been tempted to stay on an extra hour and just keep going because we have had moments on this show where something happens right before it's over. It's like, oh, dang. So we have decisions to make at times. Or you could cut that promo. Coming up tomorrow, we'll let you know what happened. And then 10 seconds after you get off there. Right, of course. And and the the problem is, you know, by the time we get back on, the the subject's already exhausted. And I don't, uh, and and I don't really enjoy that either. So anyway, that's uh, radio guys' problems <laughs> is basically what we're saying. But that that time and that uh, that date for uh, Josh Jacobs is coming up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Joining us now on the phone lines from Lavita Baseball. She's the producer and the host. She's been on the show before. We welcome her back, Jennifer Mercedes. And Jennifer, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you. And I wanted to have you on yesterday, but thanks for joining us today. I uh, saw what you were doing in Seattle for the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game. It looked like a great time was had. How excited, how much fun was that for you to cover these events up in Seattle? It was awesome. It was great. Um, as always, it's always a great environment um, to be in with the best of the best in baseball. Um, it was a great home run derby, and it was a great all-star game as well. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And, and you know, last time we talked to you, it was the, the World Baseball Classic. It just happened, and that was fantastic. But I'm looking at these guys that are participating in the derby and, of course, the, the game as well. And there's a lot of great young talent in Major League Baseball right now. It feels like Major League Baseball is in a really good place. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I, I think it's in a great place. I think they're they're going in, in the right direction. And even the, the HBCU Swingman Classic, which was the inaugural game, was awesome. It was great to see. Uh, one of the kids that I just interviewed, that I interviewed at the Classic, um, ended up getting signed by the Padres. I was uh, So I was like, wow, you know, it works, right? The proof is in the pudding. All you need to do is um, give these guys a platform and showcase them and everything will will come into place after that. So, yeah, I mean, I think baseball MLB is, is in a good place right now. A lot of young talent, you got a, a lot of fun guys to see. Yeah, that's the key right there. Fun young guys in Major League Baseball, something that I know baseball definitely embraces in a major way. Again, Jennifer Mercedes is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness. Going back to the home run derby, Flag Guerrero Jr., he won it, but I always feel like during the, the derby, there's always so many storylines, so many different uh, moments that were great that might not actually necessarily be the winner, like Julio Rodriguez, 41 home runs in round one. How awesome was that? 
Yeah, it's great. He put on a show for the home crowd, which was awesome. Awesome to see. And I, I mean, just like I, I told Julio, he's done so much in such a short amount of time. Uh, it's, so it's great to see. He's a superstar, honestly. Yeah, he is. And you could tell that the home crowd was definitely embracing him. And, you know, even in the All-Star game on Tuesday night, I thought he was going to have a chance to walk it off or he did. It, it didn't happen for, for the American League. Have, but man, Yeah, he, he got walks. He took the walk. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that wouldn't that have been a storyline? I mean, wouldn't that have been oh, something? I was, I was like, if he hits it right now, oh, my God, the stadium, I think, would have collapsed. Yes, they would have erupted and, and for great reason. Now, in the in the Derby, I actually had Mookie Betts winning. I knew it was going to be a super long shot, but I just love the story Jennifer that his wife really urged him to do it because well that was the one box he hadn't checked off in his major league baseball career is just participating he didn't win he didn't get out of the first round but what'd you think of Mookie just the effort that he put out there no, it was a great effort, but he also showed that he's human, right? Because yes. there's like so many things that you're like, what can't Mookie Betts do? I mean, he's like a bowling champion. Mm-hmm. So, so, so he does so many things so well. And I think, I think maybe now that he sees the way that the home run derby goes, like actually experiencing it, if he comes back, he, 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 could go on and advance to the second rounds. And I like that his his wife was the one that kind of said, like, you know, come on, do this and try this. It's always good to see people trying things, you know, getting out of their comfort zone. But Mookie is one of the best. And I actually had an opportunity to ask Shohei Otani, um, who was the player that most impressed him. And he said, Mookie. Really? Really? Well, what else, yeah. did, what else did Shohei say? Because, of course, he is the show, right? He's everybody that or he's the guy that everybody's talking about. What did you take away from your conversation with Shohei? So I had I actually um, asked a few players. I asked a bunch of the all stars who was the player that impressed him the most, and everybody said Shohei, of course. Yeah, right. And so that's why then I, I wanted to get Shohei's opinion on who's the player that impressed him the most, and he said Mookie um, because he just he's like he can play infield, he can play outfield. He's just such a versatile player. And watching him and being there in his presence, he said he just he was somebody that he was that he was really impressed by. Wow, that's that is impressive. Uh, Mookie might not have won the home run derby, but you're getting the guy that everybody's talking. Mm-hmm about when it comes to Shohei exactly. Otani, right? You get him Your to tip the cap. Your favorite player's favorite player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there's no doubt about that. Again, we're talking with Jennifer Mercedes from LaVita Baseball here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. How about Adley Rushman? Switch hitting during the home run derby, something that we hadn't <laughs> seen, and all of a sudden he does it, and he was crushing it. I mean, he didn't win, but he was crushing it. Yeah, that was that was awesome to see. That was a good show that he put on to show that he could hit it from both sides. Uh, I think he should he should have gone from the right side. Right. Um, but but he yeah, that was a great that was great to watch. Obviously, the for me, the home run derby is always the best part. Uh, it's just so entertaining and. It, to see that was a, was a nice little surprise. Yeah, it is. And it's funny. I, I love the home run derby. I always feel like these guys start to get tired, though, just because of so much effort that they're oh, putting yeah, in. Yeah, it's right? for them. Yeah, but man, they, they really put it all out there on the line and, and it's a lot of fun to watch. As far as the All-Star game, the National League, they snapped their nine-game losing streak. They hadn't won in so long. They finally did. And I'll tell you, watching the game from a distance, it looked like it was like a World Series game or a playoff game. I mean, the crowd was intense. The players were intense. And when the National League won, the looks on their face was like they just won something massive or got that huge monkey off their back from uh, having that nine-game losing streak uh, snapped. Yep. 
Yeah, you said it perfectly. I felt like they they got the monkey off their back. They finally won. Um, and it was just, a, there's so much talent, obviously, on both sides. But to see somebody like Luis Arraiz, uh, who's Mr. 400 right now, getting on base twice, just doing a lot of really great things. The, the, the NL, they won it. They got it. They got yes. it done. Yeah, they did. They did. And again, it was a nine-game losing streak that they snapped. And those those guys, and like I said, even the, even the fans, and I know it was in Seattle, so it was an American League crowd for the most part, but even the fans look like they were really so into it so I, i'm just assuming that it was oh a yeah great the time. fans were yeah it was a great vibe the energy was was exactly what you wanted for for an all-star game they were all into it everybody was really enjoying themselves um out in seattle yeah i have no doubt about it again we're speaking with jennifer mercedes here on radio nation radio 920 talking all things about the all-star break home run derby and all-star game and jennifer i gotta ask i mean we mentioned shohei otani he's the guy everyone's talking about is he going to be an angel isn't he going to be an angel i don't think anyone has any idea what's going to happen long term with shohei but just at the season he's having what are we witnessing as far as just baseball fans what are we witnessing from him right now history <laughs> i mean it's he's unbelievable he's honestly I, I when you read the comments sometimes i mean he's out of this world really he's, uh, he is uh a lot of people compare him to, to babe ruth but i think he's already surpassed that honestly yeah, no, there's things he's doing that Babe Ruth never did, right? But I do, I hear that all the time. So, I mean, look, you cover baseball, you're all over it like a glove. Where do you think is the best fit for him? Where do you think he ends up? I know it's a, it's it's the best guess you can make, but, I mean, what do, what do you think happens with Shohei? <laughs> it's funny because after he mentioned Bo- Mookie, um, everyone's like, oh, he's going to the Dodgers. Oh, he's going to the Dodgers. Right. And I, I don't know. I, I It's interesting because sometimes players – like that, that are so big and out of this world, they strive, they, they, um, they thrive is, is the word I'm looking for in markets that maybe aren't so big. Right. Mm-hmm. I, so, you know, obviously, wow, he'd be great with the Yankees, but would he thrive there? There's so much pressure with New York. Right. Yeah. Um, and LA. So I think it's, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think we just have to wait and see, especially because of the type of personality that he has. He's he's quiet, right? Um, very very humble, super nice guy. He's, um, I think that that plays a factor into into that will definitely play a factor into where he would he would go. He seems like the guy that you know everybody's talking about money and how much money he could potentially make. Like that's not the driving force behind him, right? It just it doesn't no, seem like that at all. He wants to win. He yeah. definitely wants to. I, he's he's competitive and he definitely wants to win. And I think we saw a glimpse of that in the in the WBC. Um, like not only is he great, but he's also does have a competitive spirit. Um, and he wants to win. So I think, I think all of those things together, um, will, will drive where he's going to go. Um, but like you said, I don't think money is the only factor. No, Absolutely not. I don't either. And, you know, again, everyone talks about how much money he could potentially make, but I, I don't think that that is the, the driving force behind what Shohei Otani wants to do. And he'll Jen- make a lot of money, though, yeah. let's be honest. Right. <laughs> no matter- <laughs> he'll always make money. He'll always make money no matter where he goes. He'll end up with a boatload of money, more money than I could ever even imagine trying to count. But, Jennifer, we'll wrap it up with this. As far as the trade deadline comes up, it's in August. Of course, it's the All-Star break right now. Uh, is there any big names that you're looking at that you feel like could potentially be moved before that uh that trade deadline hits oh that's a good question <laughs> um I honestly i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real honest i have been focused on all-star for the past i got you <laughs> i got you so I, I i so i can't like off the top of my head right now i'm thinking um 
I think we'll, uh, yeah, no, I, I have no names for you at this moment. And I, and I just, cause I'm being honest. Yeah. I have been all, I am all starred out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not like when you're in Seattle, then you get on a plane and you go back home, you do this, that, and the other, and you got all that all-star action. I look, I get it. Believe me. I get it. There's, you know, there's always going to be some moving and shaking before the, the trade deadline. Uh, I'm interested yeah. really to see what teams are sellers, what teams are buyers. You know, that's what really I think is the, is the biggest thing for me when it comes to the trade deadline. But Jennifer, fantastic stuff, Ben, your coverage of all star uh, break the home run derby all-star game all the activities that were going on in seattle has been fantastic what are you working on that uh, we should be on the lookout for uh next up just you know regular coverage of, of this next uh half of the season and then we'll have some postseason stuff coming along as well follow me at Atica Deportes on social media and and make sure to stand by and see what's next there you go this jennifer mercedes producer and host at la vida baseball and as she said at chica underscore deportes on twitter definitely appreciate your time great coverage as always and uh, we'll be talking soon thank you so much bye-bye there she goes, Jennifer Mercedes. Great job, as always, producer and host at LaVita Baseball. Always great to catch up with her. She's uh, really good, really fun, and did a great job uh, over the uh, the few days that were going on in Seattle with the Home Run Derby and, of course, the All-Star Game as well. National League finally uh, winning a game after nine-game losing streak that they had going on. But uh, big ups to them for getting that. And the All-Star, uh, the whole All-Star like festivities I thought were really well done, including the Home Run Derby that was all the way back on Monday. Seems like, I don't know, like five, six days ago now it was just a couple days ago but man these weeks go by quick fast and in a hurry and well baseball action is coming back in the second half of the season is about to get back underway so many thanks to jennifer for giving us a few minutes of her time this afternoon speaking of time uh it's time for you to call us right now 702-365-9200 i'm looking for call number nine we're radio nation radio 920 of course so it makes a lot of sense we're trying to get you hooked up right now we're going to get you qualified to win four tickets to the Aviators game. So that's going to get you one step closer in our Lotus Summer of Fun. If you do eventually get uh, registered for those four tickets for the Aviators game, then you'll also be getting yourself registered and give you a shot at winning that five-day houseboat rent on Lake Powell plus that $1,000 gift card for gas and food. Or you could take the $3,000 cash, take the trip, take the cash. Again, Lotus Summer of Fun. But the first step is getting registered for the t- four tickets to the Aviators game, and that's what I'm trying to get you right now. Call number 9-702-365-9200. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got to give a big shout-out to Brad. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this reference, Ari. I'm missing out on this uh, this reference here. It's not a reference so much. It's just, but it's a barbershop quartet sounding. Oh, it's a vibe. I, I guess. I, I get it. <laughs> I, I, get I, it. I, I look. I was I was trying <laughs> to figure out where you were going here, but I understand, and we'll get to that, and we'll tie it all together in a hot minute. Again, I want to shout out Brad. He got registered for the four tickets to the Aviators game, which is one step closer in our Lotus Summer of Fun to the big grand prize. Five-day household houseboat rental on Lake Powell, thousand-dollar gift card for gas and food, or of course, like Wendell, you could take the three thousand dollars cash. And Brad, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. Also, Carlos earlier he got registered. I have winners that come out of this show. Just saying, you want to win, you get registered on this show. That's how it goes down. So before we get to you, Ari, and your uh, barbershop quartet and why you have the barbershop quartet, I did want to get to a text real quick from Cucamonga Raider. Uh, Cucamonga Raider on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. 
What's up, Q? I love Jacobs. The only Raiders first-round draft pick that has paid off from that year. Not to mention he's a humble kid. My only hesitation has been it took the Raiders not to pick up his fifth-year option for him to dig deeper and look into his diet, training, etc., as he admitted. That's the only concern I have in the back of my mind is will he continue that same intensity? Intensity that's Cucamonga Raider on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line, and that's—I mean—I think it's a very valid question. I—I I do believe, and this could be me being wrong, but I do believe that Josh Jacobs is going to continue to to be that guy and grind. And as he's told Paloma many times, and she joined the show earlier today, uh, he's told her many times that even though he had a phenomenal season last year and he he uh, led the league in rushing, he felt like he left a lot of meat on the bone. He felt like there was a lot out there that he could have done more. And so I don't think that guys look, at, look back at their, their season with, you know, when they led the league in rushing and say, oh, I could have done better if, if they didn't have that intensity and that hunger, right? And, and again, I, I've talked to him a bunch of times before he got drafted since he's been drafted, right? I've talked to him a bunch of times. I don't know him as well as Paloma does, but I just don't get the sense that he is that dude. I feel like he's the guy that, one, you want to have in your locker room, you want to continue to build – your team around because he is he's he's that leader uh obviously he's going to run super hard he's going to help out the offensive line he's also you know the identity of the team he established that last season that he is the identity when joshua daniels none of us knew what the what the identity of the team was and all of a sudden he established himself as that guy so uh you know as far as the diet i think all young guys think that they can eat whatever they want whenever they they want to and, and not really have to worry about it because they're young and they're in fantastic shape until well, they're a few years in, then like, whoa, okay, <laughs> gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta start, you know, switching some things up a little bit. I think that that's the majority of of players in general. I don't think anyone comes into the league knowing that, hey, I need to make sure that my diet's on point. I need to get my rest and be on point. I need to do this, that, and the other. I need to stretch, like Max Crosby talks about stretching 365 days a a year. I don't think he did that when he was a rookie. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, the 17th, 1 p.m. Pacific time, they've got to get the long-term deal done. But thank you so much for that text. We do appreciate you. And as we wrap up the show on this Thursday, we wrap it up with Ari. And Ari, let us know why we had the barbershop music playing. Today, July 13th, is National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, this one's cool. Celebrating a cappella style of music and commemorating the anniversary of one of its musical societies comes from an African-American culture and their traditional improv music from the 1800s. Folk songs and hymns sung in four parts led to the four-part harmony of barbershop music. I like it, man. Pretty I cool. like it. Hey, I like the barbershop music. It's not necessarily the quartet that's playing when I go to the barbershop in the <laughs> cut every single Saturday morning at 9 a.m. But we've got we've got the music. We've got some soulful sounds going on in the barbershop as well. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, anything that has to do with the barbershop is A-OK by me, right? I, I right. really enjoy just the environment. I feel like every young man should grow up in a barbershop. I feel like every young man should understand what it means to sit around and talk some, some noise in the barbershop and just, just hang out, man. It's, just, it's something about it, and uh, I don't think I'd be the person I am today without uh, all the, the time spent uh, either arguing, talking, whatever mm. the case may be, in the barbershop. So I encourage everyone to do it, and I'm a, I'm a faithful goer of the barbershop every single Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Shout out to Indicut, man. I'm always there. And there's plenty of people that actually listen to the show, like Mickey, who's uh, in the cut all the time with me as well. So a uh, great job, Ari. Appreciate you. Thanks to all the guests that we had on the show today. And, of course, Raider Nation, thanks so much for you uh, chiming in on the show, being a part of it. We definitely appreciate you. Until tomorrow, uh, we'll be back same time, 2 p.m., 5 p.m., right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening.